Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am titular host Nicholas. This is a podcast that I host in a solo style. We're talking tens of fans, fifteens of fans, perhaps even twenties of fans of the podcast. I've been hosting it for a little while now. It's been changing on and off here and there. Better sound, worse sound, better sound again, worse sound, no guests, guests, all kinds of thing. things. And much like the Neil Young music video for This Notes for You, we are sponsored by nobody. However, I'm willing to change that. If you want to be a sponsor, <laughs> write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly with like week, like week tea, week coffee. A fun spin on the classic saying of something being weekly. Well, this is weak. Do I feel weak? I don't know. We all feel kind of weak right now, but also part of me thinks uh, I'm strong. I shouldn't put that on you. We all feel kind of weak right now. You're listening to this and you're going, I don't feel weak. I'm going to turn this off. Well, I hope you stuck around long enough for me to say I retract that. But let's face it. We all have our vulnerabilities. We all can feel weak. The tortoise underneath his hard shell, pierceable flesh. And we're all that tortoise sometimes. Remember when Anderson Cooper, the world-famous son of Charles Vanderbilt, I mean Gloria Vanderbilt, there must have been Charles Vanderbilt somewhere in the mix, and uh, he, like the other week, was uh, compared Donald Trump to a obese turtle on its back, and then he said he regretted it, which is different than saying an apology. But I don't know who you're apologizing to if you call someone an obese, if you compare someone to an obese turtle. Are you apologizing to obese turtles, obese people? I guess obese people, which admittedly he should apologize to them just for his overall vibe. I feel like he has never been around someone who weighs more than 130 pounds. Prove me wrong, Google. Anyway, why did he say that? Like, what is this thing people are doing where they keep calling him obese? Like, is it because they think he's vain and it'll hurt him? Big deal. Why should, why are you taking all this so personally that you're just trying to hurt the president's feelings? Shouldn't you be more worried about all of the crazy things happening underneath one president guy? It's not like that party he's in is doing party things. It's kind of like the weekly thing. Like I'm not saying party is in the Republican Party. I'm saying party like, hey, let's have a party. It's not like the Republicans. Those parties c- couldn't be fun. You know what I mean? Like imagine seeing those Trump brothers like just shooting coke into each other's nostrils as like a party prank. One nostril to the other. Nostril coke docking. Please Google docking. <clears throat> Anyway, I got a little political there off the top. Pardon me, but I got a little political. I am very chill right now because I'm in 
my little uh, my little safe space, my shelter, my home away from not having a home. Artscape to Walter Point on Toronto Island, live work studio space. They gave me the same studio I had before. So if you listen to any of the episodes where I was t- on the Toronto Island, I am recording this in the same room that I did those. And if you haven't listened to those, please, please go back and listen to those. I need this. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I'm back here. It's cold, though. Last time I was here was the, win- the summer. I was trying to get away from the um, COVID city life, and uh, I did. The first day I came... Like two days later, they reduced restrictions so people could party again somewhat. So it was a little busier here than I thought it would be back in the summer, but still amazing. Now it's the winter. And if you've ever been to Toronto Island, you know it has this sort of Flintstones background quality to it. It just same, same, same. Every year the vibe is the same. Maybe the topography changed a little, a little bit because there's big rains. And this is a, an island. It's got old trees. It's got a weird amusement park called Centerville, old timey. One of those amusement parks that built like an old. It's built like an old timey town. And uh, it's got marinas, a haunted lighthouse, and a nude beach. Various beaches. None of the beaches are that like. There's one that's pretty nice, but they're they're like the kind of beach that you're just glad there's a beach in your city. You know what I mean? You don't you don't complain too much. And uh, one of them's uh, clothing optional, so you get to see all kinds of bodies. Let's just say Anderson Cooper might have a hard time on that beach, literally, but also figuratively. And um, yeah, so I'm here. And I got here yesterday, and I'm adjusting. The winter is different. Um, all of the sort of touristy elements of the summer, even though it was a quieter summer by Toronto Island standards, which is a tourist hotspot in the city of the Torontos, and um, are gone. The, like, four-person paddle bike, gone. Skate rentals, gone. There were never skate rentals, but rollerblade rentals, I don't know. Paddle boat rentals, that's what I'm thinking of. Paddle bike, paddle boat. And the pop machines are gone. The soda, the soda vending machines are gone. And for some reason, that's when those are gone, I think, oh, wow, civilization. We're not in civilization anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. Which is what someone in Ohio once said to me at a convenience store. He said, where are you from? I said, Toronto. He said, well, you're not in Kansas anymore. Hmm. That was very confusing. I remain confused about it. And it gets dark at like 5.30 now because of daylight savings. 5 o'clock, even earlier than 5.30. And here, when it gets dark, it gets dark. There is no evidence that it's like 5.30. It suddenly feels like 10 p.m., so I'm recording this at 11 p.m. Do the math. Feels like 4 a.m. <clears throat> but I'm going to stay up. There's also this thing at this. There's like a common area here. 
everyone wears masks. It's supposed to be one at a time. And uh, on Wednesdays, they do this thing where they clean it between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. And this is a building full of writers and artists. The kind of people who wake up at 11 a.m. The first thing they need is a coffee. Second thing they need is a bowl of fruit. If they're like me, at least. First thing they need is actually a small glass of water containing apple cider vinegar and lemon. A little concoction in order to get the old system running. But if I get up at 11 tomorrow to get that, they won't let me in. They'll say, no, you can't. And then what? I'll walk out of the building. There's nothing. There's no stores, no vendors. I have to bike to the ferry. And there's winds. When I bike against the wind, it hurts my pretty face. Can't have that. Can't have my face hurting. It's my money maker. And I like to call the thinning hair at the back of my head my money taker. Hello. Goodbye. Anyway, so I'm just adjusting to this. It's pretty awesome. I have a lot of um, interviews scheduled, which is really exciting stuff um, for you guys. And, you know, hopefully I get to do some writing here. I'd love to do some more of those Zoom comedy shows. I should let you know there is one of those coming up. We do it in the green room, uh, in the green Zoom every Tuesday at youtube.com slash comedy. We will be doing a show next Tuesday. I believe it is ticketed, so go to nightlight.tv for November 24th, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I'd love to see you there. Be really nice. Um, and of course, if you want to support the podcast, I don't know what can I say. Patreon, Kofi.com. The, the if you want to throw some bucks my way, it's it's in the episode description, or just search Nick Flanagan plus give money. I'm the only person who seems to think Trump might not leave. I mean, I think it less every day, pretty much. But for the first week it was afterwards, I was just like, this isn't going to be easy just because he won. Just because Biden won. Donald Trump's his whole thing is he tries to set it up so the thing that's going to happen happens. And he goes, see, I told you so. Whether it's good or bad. He wins, and he's like, see, I told you I was going to win. And then he loses. He's like, see, I told you they were going to cheat. And he has some sort of a base. And I looked it up, and there were, like, some election, like, a, a few very, what do you call it, like, seemingly random things of election mistakes or fraud like one guy was a registered republican and he tried to vote as his son as well as him so he was arrested another guy i have no idea who these ballots were for he was a social worker and he um voted as like all of his 
um, developmentally disabled like clients and stuff. Very not good. That was in Texas, which Trump won. And then the other one I heard, I don't remember where it was. I'm sure you probably heard about some of these. It was in like Pennsylvania, and it was somewhere like 2,800 ballots were um, recovered that hadn't hadn't been processed. And I think it was like 800 for Trump, 1,600 for Biden, or 1,800 for Biden. Like, it's just not going to fly. But I'm just wondering, well, what happens? You know, what happens if his protesters start getting more angry? I don't, or his, his supporters start getting angrier. I don't really see it. They really love being underdogs. I mean, they portray themselves like underdogs even when they're in the president seat or you know their their guy is president it's all about these guys trying to take me out these guys are trying to take me out anyway i hope i i i just have this weird feeling like he'll like super glue himself to like a like a painting of lincoln in there or something and then at the least they'll have to remove him with a painting of lincoln attached to him and that'll just like immortalize him Everyone makes a whole thing about Lincoln. They love Lincoln. I don't know. The whole thing feels like it's a mess. Obviously, this is a terrible time for the U.S. Uh, and, like, all the COVID stuff. And, you know, all around the world. But um, it's going to be interesting to see just how this all gets pulled off. There's vaccines that were created in like record time. Who knows when those will be ready for us, but it's like everything just feels super off and weird, you know, like a vaccine being created this fast. It's kind of like, you know, putting an Italian, like buying Michelina's Italian microwavable food and making it. And then just being like, how did you get this? Italian meal in two minutes. Well, what we did is we used the most processed stuff possible. And then we put it under radiation. (laughs) Okay, I'll eat it. Buonanotte. Please, all my Italian listeners, please don't be angry that I said that. So yeah, I'm here. I'm making lists of what to do. Right now I'm doing the record solo episode list. Record solo episode, talk about Trump not leaving, adapting to the island space, making lists. And then also that um, on Twitter, which is just feels more and more pointless Twitter. Everyone just picks like a crummy joke setup, and we all just have to work within that framework. Or we have to just criticize everybody else funnily or post a picture of ourselves it's just uh, there's some good uses for it too but it just feels like I don't know like a slapping booth it's free like you just go up to the booth that someone slaps you it's like you're in a carnival where everywhere you turn is a slapping booth so you're just getting slapped in the face constantly. But it's a carnival. 
But yeah, the the thing people are mad about on t- my end of Twitter now, which is primarily like comedians and freelance writers and actors and these types of people. They were, today they were really mad at this woman, Cassie David, who wrote an article about um, like a humor article about uh, when you eat too much, you know, can't have sex or something. Which, by the way, is fully true. You ever eat a lot and then try to have sex? Unless it's like you know, tiger bongs, dongs, tiger dongs, or goji berries. Also, don't eat tiger dongs just because I'm saying that those can give you extreme virility. That's unparalleled. Don't eat them. They're endangered. Anyway, but uh, then maybe you can have sex after those. It's a light meal, sure, but a heavy meal? You're not having sex after that. So she writes some article about that. Uh, for the cut, I guess. And then there's a thing where um, she's talking about in it like how it's a very strange understanding of how sex works. It's something about like if your food is in there, they can't have sex with you that much because it's the space is taken up by food. <laughs> But all of these grown-ups, because I don't know if this lady is much much of a how old this lady is. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, I mean, it's funny that oh, did I mention this is Larry David's daughter, Cassie David? So the creator of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the guy whose most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm just was like such a breath of fresh air for some reason during this era of diseased air, like. I did not really dig the last Curb season. And then this one came out, and we were just like, this is so dumb and funny. We loved it. It was a lifesaver. So, um, I guess she has like a book out as well. So she's 26 years old. Okay, that's not that's not that young. You should probably Anyway, everyone's mad. People are calling her comedy heiress and uh you know, uh like a silver spoon kid and not funny and all this stuff and it's like, yeah, welcome to America. That's all we've had to deal with for quite some time now. You know? Like don't worry about it. Just let it happen. But instead, everyone's beating each other up. Then that woman's, uh, you know, like someone was like, oh, here's an article about how she wanted to, a job with her father, and he gave her a job as a production assistant. And then she quit because she felt like everyone thought she was the boss's kid or whatever. And uh, someone was like, oh, that's so lame. And, you know, no wonder the staff wouldn't respect you if you're the boss's kid. And it's like, come on, like that happens probably all the time. Hollywood is the most grandparented in industry, and a lot of industries are. So at least she's 
from a funny family. Get mad at Max Landis or Mel Brooks' son, but I don't want to get mad at him. I don't know. I like Mel Brooks. Rob Reiner. It's always daughters people are mad at. And look, I'm the first person to say, God, roll it back way, women. (laughs) Not roll it back, but it's just like literally the comedy right now that is out there is kind of, it's like an inversion of stereotypical male comedy from like the 1990s or 80s. Like everyone is operating under the dumbest, not everyone, but there's just so much dumbness right now. So little joy in our entertainment. So everyone's like, this woman sucks. Oh, I can't believe she got a book. I'll tell you, I don't care who's getting books. The worst people are getting books. Hitler had a book. Hitler had a book. Need I say more? Everyone's mad at Sarah Cooper, too. You know? Sarah Cooper? She's the one who, like, every once in a while, someone would be like, hey, check this out. And then it's like a young woman just, like, lip-syncing Donald Trump speeches and making, like, fun faces for it. I'm sure she's done some other things, but... Then she make got a Netflix show out of the whole thing, and she's doing these sketches with, like, John Hamm, who I think just wanders into sets now and starts performing. Talk about an accurate name in my brain. <laughs> and, like, look, did I laugh when I watched her sketch show? TBD. But I, I, I'm... <clears throat> When I'm alone and I put on some comedy thing on my laptop, like, why should I laugh? It's probably the worst way. Admittedly, I think I did watch it on a laptop attached to a large television. But if I'm just watching something alone, I'm not always laughing. I'm not getting cues from the person next to me. You know, when you're with somebody and you're both kind of connectively laughing at something, That's why it's so amazing when you're alone and you're laughing at something because you're connecting with the projection. But I wasn't wasn't doing that for this. Anyway, everyone's going like, oh, this is the worst. Oh, this is so bad. And I looked at her Twitter. The only people tweeting her how bad she are are dudes. So, like, women, step your game up if you're, you know – Criticizing Sarah Cooper. (laughs) Men, take a break. But maybe what I'm really saying is just, it's kind of telling when that's the amount of people. Like, if you're mad enough to, like, directly address somebody. Uh, You're probably a dude. No, but you have something else going on. You're very frustrated, probably sexually. So it's more likely you'll be a man. And by the way, being sexually frustrated doesn't just mean, oh, I'm not having sex. It can mean a lot of other different things. I can't do this sex move right. I can't have sex for as long as I want. I'd like sex to be shorter. I, um, you know, it's, it's, sex is frustrating. <laughs> and I, 
I mean, I'm obviously the lowest hanging fruit here. I know it. What I'm doing is I'm criticizing people criticizing someone. So what does that make me? Meta-hater. The meta-hater. But it's pretty evident from most of these companies' output that they're just throwing things at walls and seeing if they stick. I complained about this the other day, but like must-see TV or whatever HBO called itself, those days are long gone. Game of Thrones Season 8 was the, the, the biggest example of it. Just how it all went wrong. You know? Like, Boardwalk Empire looks like uh, freaking The Prisoner at this point. So yeah, stuff on TV sucks. But you know what you can't do? You can't, like, address people and tell them how bad their thing is. Especially if it's, like, so bad that it's almost humorously bad. And I'm not saying either of these people's work is, but if in the moment you are making fun of something that is out there in the mainstream so hard that everyone can see you doing it, it then no longer becomes fun. And at best, it'll be like William Shatner making fun of himself, which, you know, has been funny like three times in his life. The rest of it is just, it's kind of there. Meanwhile, Adam West Batman, the old, old Batman, he never really got that same level of hate. So he was always able to ride that line. And that's why I honor you, Adam West. So stop being mad at TikTok people getting television shows. There won't be less of it. Just move on. You're 40 years old. I mean, maybe I'm under the surface probably fucking mad at these people, too, and I hate it. And I'm just trying to tell myself not to do that. But you know what? This is my show, and if that's what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing. I was thinking of going for a night walk tonight, but that's not happening anymore. I'm going to go to bed soon. But first I'm going to game. First I'm going to eat an edible and play some Sega Genesis. Ladies, ladles and gentles, this is Nick. Thank you for listening. If you got anything out of the podcast tonight, let me know. Do you want to talk about Cassie David and Sarah Cooper? Do you want to talk about criticizing things? Do you want to talk about Trump if he's going to leave or not? Everyone I've talked to says he is. I'm like, well, where does that fit into the pattern of how he exists as of 2016? Once he finds out he can do something, he does it. Have you ever lived on an island? Hit me up. Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter. We're the Flans on Twitter. Nick Flanagan. Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. We've got some great episodes coming up. Hopefully I can do a few more this week too. Thanks. Have a good time. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Oh, man. Nick Flanagan Weekly.